Hey friends, welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and I'm joined by my good friends, the retro gaming guru, Zach. Rock and roll. And the infrequent gamer, Alex. That's me. So uh, JP couldn't make it today, So, uh, but instead, we got a special guest to virtually fill his seat. Live from down under, it's Sega Master Tim. G-Day, G-Day mates. G-Day. <laughs> G-Day. G-Day. <laughs> Do we have the real uh, Sega Master Tim, or is this the imposter? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know even myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, for a little bit of an intro, yep. those of you who may not know Tim Gadler, he was a Sega game counselor back in the early 1990s during the heyday of the Genesis slash Mega Drive. We did an interview with Tim about a year and a half ago, and Zach and I have been uh, keeping in touch with him ever since. Tim posts a lot of great gaming related content to his Twitter feed, including. Yep game room battles where followers vote on which of two home game setups they like better. Um, and you can follow him in, for all that great content on Twitter uh, at Sega Master Tim. So thank you for joining us today, Tim. We're looking forward to hearing your thoughts as we talk about this month's game. Oh, they will be interesting thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that in. Yeah, there's a reason why we think it. Sure. It will be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great. So uh, let's before we get to the game, let's start with a few updates from Zach. All right, let's do it. Well, first, we wanted to say congratulations again to our friend Blake, or at Sore Thumb Collector on Instagram, for winning our first ever hashtag Beat Retro Game Guys Score Competition. So uh, Blake put up a world record caliber score on Life Force for the NES, and he ended up beating all four of the retro game guys. We couldn't get it done, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Blake was also just an insane score. It was an insane score, right? It just, (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do there, right? What are you going to do? So Blake was generous enough to donate his cash prize to Black Lives Matter Global Network, and we matched his donation. Yeah, so uh, give him a hand. Thanks for being awesome, Blake. (laughs) Uh, and while we're congratulating listeners, we also wanted to give a shout out to at Retro Gaming Rock and at Hailstorm1985, who just caught up on all of our episodes. So congrats, guys, and welcome to the current club. <laughs> That's a world record in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> you you made it. One. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking we need to make some like uh, current club patches, like the Activision <clears throat> Explorers Club patches or Ooh. something, you know? Oh, yeah. That'd be cool, right? <laughs> all right. We can do that. Alex, get hey. on that. We'll put it on a mask. We'll stand it out. There you go. There you go. And uh, lastly for me, uh, if you didn't know, 2020 is the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. And uh, to celebrate this milestone, the San Francisco Giants are the professional baseball team. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dustin. I know you're a big... Uh, and they lose to the A's? <laughs> They've lost the A's. Most of the time, they lose the A's, yeah. A couple times. I'm, I'm already regretting bringing up baseball in this uh, episode. <laughs> Got a couple sports nerds uh, on the podcast, if you haven't... Uh, what you sports? What, yeah, what is sports? <laughs> yeah. What is a sport? <laughs> yeah. Sports, that's yeah. That's a Huey Lewis album, right? That's what we're talking about? It, oh, oh, there you go. Right. Or it's really the best album. It's for the old folks listening here. Anyway, Pac-Man <laughs> uh, is the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. The San Francisco Giants, our local professional baseball team, are hosting what they're calling a Pac-Man Virtual Challenge. Now, the challenge is to walk or run 40 miles from now until the end of the baseball season. And yes, you actually have to walk in real life. We're not talking about game miles here. Uh, get outside and pretend you're being chased by a ghost or something. Uh, but you can walk anywhere and in as many sessions as you'd like. And participants get a cool Pac-Man 40th medal, a race bib, and you get stickers too. And if you want to register, oh. go to race-sfgiants.com. I did register this week, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. I've been walking a little mm-hmm. bit more lately, and so now I'm doing it to get my uh, race bib and stickers and a little medal. So uh, 
I'm excited. You Does guys the uh, race bib and stickers and metal have a, a SF Giants logo on it? Yeah, I think it has an incorporated. Yeah, no, and, and the forget thing it. Is, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> I was going to say, even if it's even orange and black, I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I will tell you though, I was disappointed they didn't make that a stipulation that like you had to wear all of those while you're doing your miles. They should have said it first. <laughs> there you go. You got to look like go. this crazy person wearing all this Pac-Man flair while you're doing 40 miles. That would have been amazing. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Joy, if, if you're interested, join me again. Go to. Uh, I lost the URL already. Where is it again? Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, race-sfgiants.com and those are my updates uh, thank you to listener Mike F uh, for letting us know about it right oh that's right yes he did <laughs> Mike F thank you very much Well, alright thanks Zach wanted to let our listeners know that our next episode will be our season 2 finale we definitely have some special things planned for this one so be sure to stick around we'll have more to share about our season finale later in this episode season 2 finale already this season went by quick I can't it believe did. it man it did well, their time is meaningless right now, so it also was slow at <laughs> yeah, the same time. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, we are living last... in an alternate universe right now, right? aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> one last quick note for me to wrap up our updates and recognize a couple of countries showing our podcast some love from around the world. So welcome to those of you who have been listening in from Bangladesh and uh, Tim's next door neighbor's New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, New right? Zealand. <laughs> Zealand. All right. Washington shops. really all i know about it is the hobbits so that's that's the the beginning and end of my knowledge of new zealand yeah we we give them we give them um um a bit of stick every now and again (laughs) Um, and they're more than they're more than happy to give it back to us but there you um, go uh, brothers and sisters across the absolutely and congratulate new zealand they solved this thing this virus thing. So, I mean, yes, <laughs> they're giving us all a bit of stick this time. <laughs> they, they, are, they are getting the stick. You're right. Right. You're right. right, guys. Let's uh, now let's get into the show. For this episode, mm. we're covering the platformer Alex Kidd in Miracle World for the Sega Master System. It's a great this, name. This is the first time we're covering a Master <laughs> System game on the podcast. And when we decided Second to do time. an Alex Kidd game, we were asking ourselves, who is the biggest Alex Kidd fan we know? So, uh, naturally, <laughs> Tim came to mind and we yeah. had to invite him on. Oh, he got back. Well, congratulations, Tim. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> you know, I, w- I just finished up my last counseling session last week over this game, and now you've you <laughs> called me in, and now I have to go back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, normally on this podcast, I just have to worry about Alex's language, and now I've got Tim to keep in check. As hey. well, so yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just... we're going to get more into it in a bit here. It'll be awesome. Um, if you, for some reason, would like to give Alex Kidd a miracle world to play before listening to the rest of this episode, just kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> there are a couple of different options. Uh, really, uh, the retro game guys all recommend the best way to play this game is to pick up the Sega Ages release on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's a fantastic port, and it's available to download for $7.99. Uh, you can also pick up the Sega Master System cartridge version, which will set you back $24 loose. Uh, it's over 50 bucks to get that in yeah. CIB form. Uh, but Jeez. if you pick up a later Master System or the cheaper Master System 2 console, you get the game built right in anyway. So yep. you won't have to go through all that. And by uh, cheaper, a, you probably mean cheaper in quality, certainly not in price, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Some of those later ma- those Master System 2s can be a little pricey <laughs> themselves. Yeah. Right, right. Well, what else are we going to talk about in this Alex Kidd Miracle World episode? Well, we'll start by having Zach take us through the history of the game. Then we'll hear about memories of the game from our community and from Tim. Our resident Alex Kidd and Mega Fan. <laughs> uh, we'll chat about our experiences replaying the game. Uh, we'll also see if anyone can beat Zach's score for once uh, and Alex Kidd in Miracle World. It, we'll take it, a would quick, take, it would take a miracle. 
But a dum bum. We'll take oh, a quick. Miracle, right? <laughs> oh, oh man. there you go. Oh, Mike, the mechanics here. Uh, who I just re- I just realized was the basis from Genesis. I had no really? idea after twenty really? years. Yeah, wow. I didn't. Wow. know that. Anyway, spoiler alert! Just, wow, I thought he was just some random dude. He's a no, wow, no. He, they didn't tour on the back of that album because he was too busy touring with Genesis. Anyway, Dustin's wow. random fact okay. hour on a Friday wow. night. Great. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, so we'll t- we'll take a quick trip into the world of collecting, and we'll wrap with our retro game giveaway, where someone will win an original copy of Alex Kidd in Miracle World, whether they, they want it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're already starting this off. Uh, if you want to win our next retro game giveaway, like last month's winner, Brian the Retro Game Bro, follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Before each episode, we ask for your memories of our featured game, and we pick the winner from those responses. Now to kick off this episode, here's Zach to give us a bit of the background, history, and interesting facts about Alex Kidd and Miracle World. All right. Thank you, Dustin. And Tim, again, I'm so excited that you are here. We are going to hear from the man who was there when this game was popular back in the day. Hamilton, the room where it happened. That's right. There you go. Yes. Man. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, let's get going. Alex Kidd in Miracle World is a scrolling platformer for the Sega Master System. It was uh, developed by Sega and released in Japan in November 1986 and internationally a few months later. And the creator of Alex Kidd is Kotaro Hayashida, who also directed the first Fantasy Star game. And of course, Fantasy Star would grow into a popular RPG series, spawning several games across multiple Sega systems. I'm assuming, Tim, you got calls for fantasy star when you were a game counselor back in the day yes yes i did but i was no good at rpgs i, I sucked them i didn't have the patience for it so. <laughs> <laughs> that's all patience in rpgs yes yes yeah right <laughs> alex kid is often referred to as sega's answer to super mario brothers but mario wasn't on sega's mind from day one of development according to the 2018 book the untold history of japanese game developers volume three by john saponiak in that book mr hayashida talks about how alex kid and miracle world actually began life as a game based on Dragon Ball, which is a popular manga and anime series. I didn't know this one until recently. That's, that's pretty cool. Mm, mm. Uh, but then Sega lost the Dragon Ball license, pushing them to come up with an entirely new concept. This kind of reminds me of uh, what Nintendo went through with Donkey Kong when they couldn't get yeah. the uh, Popeye license mm. that we talked about back in the uh, Donkey Kong episode. And uh, if you want to hear more about Donkey Kong, a whole lot more, <laughs> check out our Donkey Kong episode in the archives, all two plus hours of it. It's, it's a long one. Yes. Wow. Um, you, got, you got to get through that gauntlet to get, be a part of the current club. That's like, that's like one of the, that's, that's one of the bosses of this podcast. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Do you have to play paper, rock, scissors with the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, getting back to Alex Kidd, Mr. Hayashida went on to say that it was only after uh, we came up with the plan to restart the project as Alex Kidd in Miracle World that we started thinking about Mario and looking for ways in which to differentiate the title from it. And we'll definitely talk about how this game is different than Mario in good ways. They just started um, to when they started to develop it? Bull. (laughs) 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 Oh, we just happened to think about that other game while we were developing this game. we just heard of mario we're like who is this guy again <laughs> yeah yeah someone someone that said that some, some other company that they were doing things and we're like what <laughs> we're like i never heard of them yeah we'll get into the plot of the game you play as a boy named alex who lives on the planet aries alex is a cutesy character unlike our alex uh dressed in <laughs> coveralls the girls love me man <laughs> well this uh, yeah this alex wears red coveralls uh looks kind of like a racing suit that he's wearing which i guess mm. maybe makes sense because he rides a motorcycle who knows 
Um, and he's got big ears and a big fist. Moving on. Uh, one day as Alex... The girls love him too. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, when, I, when I wrote that part, I knew that was a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. All right. Big... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, one day as Alex, <laughs> one day as Alex, come on, guys, come on. <sighs> okay. All right. Breathe, one day, breathe. Children gather around. Uh, one day, as Alex was walking home, he came across a, a dying man. Uh, you know, pretty common thing in everyday life, I guess. Uh, who told him that the peaceful city of Redaxian was in grave danger. Now, before taking his last breath, the man gave Alex a piece of a map and a medallion made of a sunstone. Uh, Alex doesn't know what to do with what he was given. And don't worry, if you're playing this game, you won't know either. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so Alex uh, travels through 11 stages and learns that he's the prince of Redaxian. His brother has been kidnapped. His father's the, the king is missing. And it's all thanks to an evil guy named Jenkin the Great. So your goal is quite simple. Save the royals, defeat Jenkin, uh, and restore peace to the land. All right. Now, the gameplay in Alex Kid is similar to other platformers. Uh, with the exception of the unique boss battles, which we'll talk about in a minute. There you go. For sure. <laughs> uh, so to, to advance in the game, you've got to punch to break blocks and defeat enemies. Now, there's two kinds of breakable blocks. There's star blocks that contain money bags, and there's question mark blocks that contain either a power-up or a ghost that will kill Alex unless he can run away fast enough. So you're constantly asking yourself, well, like... That was a ghost? That was... It looks kind of like a... Grim looks Reaper. like a mouse. <laughs> I thought it was a mouse with a with a hood on. <laughs> no, it was a ghost. Dude, why am I being chased by a mouse with a hood? Why is Fievel coming after me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you died uh, of dysentery. <laughs> so that mouse, that mouse with a hood will chase you, and yeah, I think it's you have to get a full screen away from him to get away from him. So yeah, you're mm, constantly yeah. asking yourself, you know, say you're far in a level, you're like, should I risk punching this question mark? Like, I really would like to have an item, but you know, if it's a ghost, can I get away fast enough? So this gamble adds an extra layer of challenge, which I know we all wanted playing this game because it's so easy. Right. right. Mm. Now to help Alex along, <laughs> there are items and vehicles. Now items give Alex invincibility a projectile, or temporary flight. You can buy most items from shops that appear throughout the game and store the items until you need them. Uh, sadly, if you're playing on an original Master System, you're going to have to get up off your butt, walk over to the console, and hit the pause <laughs> button that's on the console. Not your controller, conveniently, right. because that's the only way to get to the menu to pick an item, which I realized my first playthrough, I'm like, oh my god, every time I need an item, I have to like literally get up and walk over. This yeah. is going to get old fast. It did. <laughs> uh, now, the vehicles include the Sukopako motorcycle, uh, the mm. pedicopter, which is a pedal-powered helicopter equipped with missiles, and the Sui Sui boat. <laughs> the uh, vehicles are very <laughs> important. They never explain what these names mean, by the way. I'm sure that there's a translation in there somewhere. Someone can help us with that. Um, the vehicles are a very important part of the game because they can help you skip very difficult areas if used correctly. Uh, but the most unique as aspect of Alex Kid is the Jankin matches, which is how you battle most bosses. Now, yeah. If you don't know what Jankin is, it's essentially a game of rock, paper, and scissors. You heard that right. You play friggin' rock, paper, and scissors 
to defeat bosses. And there's no lizard or Spock in there either. So it's not even the cool rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's, it's rock, paper, scissors with a creepy looking boss. That's what it is. No. Right. Yeah. 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 And if you lose, guess what? You die. Yeah. You yeah. die. Um, and as I'm sure we all found out, there's nothing more frustrating than losing a life, of which you only have three to start with, by the way, uh, or getting a game over because you randomly pick scissors and the boss picked rock. Like, I've, <laughs> have you guys ever seen anything like this in a game before? Like a crazy random element? It's just nuts. Nuts. Not that I can uh, think yeah, of. Yeah, when I was playing uh, Nintendo, my sister would come in and turn it off. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's about the equivalent. There you go. Oh, you never know how long you're going to get. Yeah. What was you saying, Tim? I was going to say, look, it's just too nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, let there be some violence. Yeah. You know, oh, don't, yeah. Don't, don't bloody rock, paper, scissors. You well, know, I was thinking, like, I lost, I lost, I lost, well, I'll get, I'll, look, I lost the first match and then I died. I was like, what? Seriously? Like, that cost an entire <laughs> life? Yeah, you, that was my reaction, too. I was like, yeah, how, rock, paper, scissors. how rude. You know, like, I'll this is got three of these things. Yeah, I think that not to get too far down this, I know we'll come back to this for sure, Mm. but I thought Jenkins should be like a bonus level or something like the the bonus level of Mario 2, for example. You got five coins, you play five, you know, slot machines, you know, pulls, whatever. You're going to lose some, win Mm. some, whatever. But yeah, no, Mm. this is a battle. It's it's Jenkins to the death. Battle to the death. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors. scissors. (laughs) Be there Sunday. It's like a, uh, it's like an edited version of uh, our TV version of Bloodsport. Like, well, we got to cut out all the blood and the fighting. What are we going to do? I'd make them play rock, paper, scissors. Who knows? Right. Oh, well, hey, paper covers rock. Uh, you'll have to die now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly. fair. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Now, if you're, yeah. lucky, if you're lucky to survive those, uh, the bloodbath of, of Jankin, uh, there's uh, also evil birds, fish, jumping frogs, and other silly kind of uh, enemies that are coming at you. Um, and if, if you get to the end of the levels, there's a little rice ball that you have to collect. Now, that rice ball will send you to the, to the cutscene, which then sends you to the next level. Um, but in the uh, North America version, the later North American releases of the game, they actually changed that to a hamburger. And then there's a little cutscene. <laughs> Yeah. There's a little cutscene of yeah. Alex getting eating the hamburger in between the levels, which is what? pretty oh. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we wouldn't want to offend the Americans by having them eat rice. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And it's not even really a rice ball. There's a name for it. I'm, I would probably butcher it if I could. Oh, yeah. It, so yeah, yeah. it starts with an O. Frangle rice yeah. treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which are, which are so really call them, good in real yeah. life. They're really tasty, but I mean, yeah. I guess it's no hamburger. But you know, the thing is, uh, when, no. the, when I got to the, the first time I got to the, the, I guess the first time I got to the end of the first level, I thought I didn't know what was going on. I punched the block. I mm. saw this rice ball and I'm like, uh, well, what do I do here? Is that an item? Is that a, you know, and then you collect it and boom, you beat the level. So yeah, I guess <laughs> the hamburger would make more sense to me being a, you know, dumb American. I don't know. Uh, well, well, moving to the music, the soundtrack to Alex Kidd Miracle World was composed by Tukuhiko Uabo, known simply as Bo. And we've actually talked about Bo on a recent episode of the mm. podcast he was also the composer for Super Monaco GP. Oh my god! Yeah, Dustin, <laughs> this is the guy. This is the guy that created the sounds of the cars passing you by in that game. The sounds of he, giving up. I bet you he has a lot more to do with it than that. Because when I was playing this game, I had flashbacks of that game, and I was like, "Dude, this feels a lot like Monaco in a bad way, like not in a good way." <laughs> No, it's oh right! Trial right. by fire. We'll definitely talk about <laughs> cool. that. 
All right. Well, well, let's uh, take a break and listen to a track from Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Hey, poor buggers. that was uh, alex kidd what'd you guys think oh god yeah definitely not a masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) it's just so repetitive it is a bit repetitive well there's only like three tracks in the whole game too so it doesn't definitely help i do when you you were helping people out go ahead sorry yeah no go ahead well i was gonna say when you were helping people out did you have the game playing in the background this whole time like was there a we've if you could, it, it depended on the on the the kid ringing up. If they were right next to the game console, you could hear it playing in the background. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, so that that was also another dead giveaway. What they were calling up about. So, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and I thought we were, you know, we could see all and all. And you guys would have your your gen your master system or whatever there, and and like, or did you just do it from your notes? Cause I remember in the uh, interview you talked it's, about you guys yeah. had the notes, but did you, or did you try sometimes have to go like break out the controller? Um, not really the controller because I think that that was mainly, um, if you're losing your touch on a game, like you, you couldn't remember a certain thing because you might've got asked a question earlier on in the week or the day about a certain area. Yeah. You might want to just play it to, remind yourself of future calls to mm. say that makes sense. Uh, just to keep in touch but no we mainly referred to the database right okay and and while we're on the database we might be playing a more current game at the time so that makes sense yeah. all right yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. to uh, uh agree with you guys on I, I don't think this is a masterpiece i i agree no. i don't think uh, koji kondo who did the uh, super mario brothers theme has anything to worry about with <laughs> uh, with this right. game Right, you know, definitely. I think, but I think it was—I think it was played in Clockwork Orange in the. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Toothpicks in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, I mean it's a cutesy game. It's a simple, you know, ditty. Yeah. It's, I, I think it, you know, it gets the job done. But yeah, they wouldn't have killed them to add a track or two to this game. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, when Alex Kid was released, it was well received by critics. And we couldn't find any reviews from the launch year as video game magazines were pretty sparse back then, at least for consoles. Uh, but the reviews we did find were almost universally positive with scores in the high 80s and 90s. Now, EGM's 1989 U.S. Buyer's Guide says, uh, great game interaction makes this one of the best. Mm. And by the way, Dustin and I, were, the other day, we pulled out a bunch of magazines. We were looking for reviews of this game and we found that Buyer's Guide in my collection and we discovered that there's a b- coverage of a bunch of other games we've covered on this podcast, like Punch-Out, Life Force, Tecmo Bowl, and even Dustin's new favorite game, Wizards and Warriors. I still love that <laughs> game. It's still plugged into my NES, man. <laughs> Alex. Horrible. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so for fans oh. of EGM, by the way, uh, that issue, um, the 1989 U.S. Buyer's Guide, is also referred to as issue number zero mm. because it preceded mm. the monthly publication of EGM. So, yeah, pick up a copy if, if you find one on eBay. It's pretty cool to have. Ooh. All right. Well, in the Sega Pro launch issue from November 1991, they gave Alex Kidd and Miracle World a score of 95, saying, quote, the first and ultimately the best of the Alex Kidd adventures with so much to do and so many different ways of doing it. This is, one, <laughs> this is one of the games 
that you will keep coming back to even when you have finished it completely like i know we all did right well and putting that aside the the the, the kind of oddness of the comment but i want to say my favorite moment doing the research for this episode was digitally thumbing through that magazine and running across a blurb titled mario on sega uh, so that that ah, definitely caught my yeah. eye and slowed me down. And then I looked at it and I saw the blurb was about the upcoming Mario Lemieux hockey game. Uh, <laughs> totally the magazine version of clickbait. They totally yeah, were. sure. Uh, the guys at Sega, yeah, they just happened to hear about the Mario game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like what we talked about in the Monaco GP, right? That that one parent, that one dad member buying the game, being like, "Oh, it's Super Mario on Genesis." It's like a Super right. Monaco. Monaco. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, all told, there were six Alex Kidd games released, all between 1986 and 1990. After Alex Kidd and Miracle World, we got Alex Kidd: The Lost Stars, Alex Kidd BMX Trial. There's a departure. Uh, that was a Japan exclusive. There was Alex Kidd in High Tech World and Alex Kidd in Shinobi World all for the master system. There's also a Genesis slash Mega Drive title, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, which you can play on the Sega Genesis Mini if you dare. <laughs> now, uh, most of these games received neutral to good reviews, although Alex Kidd in High Tech World was called out even at the time for being unbelievably frustrating to play. <laughs> in the first longest part of the game, get this, there's puzzles to be solved and items to investigate, but, but kind of like Miracle World, you never know what items will help you or hurt you. So, and you, but you, if you investigate one wrong item, it's game over oh, all yeah. the way back Completely to the start. Over. No continues, just yeah, painful. Wow. I no, can't believe that wasn't crazy. a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, they're like, you know, we, you know, what we can do to make uh, playtime longer on this title, throw in some random elements and instant deaths. That'll, yeah, that'll in the entire game. If they just click this one thing wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Done. Sure. Throw that in there. Yeah, and you can get hours into the game and like investigate mm. a suit of armor and then you get trapped in the armor and die. Like, Great. and you have to, and you, you're, you're completely done. Like, give me a break. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, Alex did <laughs> in high tech world, decent name, terrible game. <laughs> all, costs. Oh. all right well despite the alex kid franchise being a modest success it wasn't the mario killer that sega so desperately needed they would find their new mascot in 1991 when sonic the hedgehog was released to immediate and immense success as we all know and although sega continues to focus mostly on sonic as a mascot recently there was some fantastic news for fans of alex kid a remake entitled alex kid in miracle world dx is coming out in 2021 and this was announced just a week or so ago after we were already planning to talk about Alex Kidd. So the timing yeah. was pretty crazy on this. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> I got a heads up on that one. So that's why I suggested this game. One of our oh, listeners was like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> one of our listeners was like, you guys deserve credit for this. I'm like, pretty sure it was in development before this <laughs> week, but yeah, I'll take it. Now, according- no, you guys, yeah, the way it happened was, uh, uh, Tim, in case uh, you weren't in on it, they, we, Zach threw out the challenge like hey what are we playing next and I because uh, I'm a lazy dude I was just like anything on the, the mini system so I just saw Alex Kidd and I was like Alex Kidd that's it but then so Zach sublime yeah, yeah well Zach bumped it up a notch she's like yeah let's do it on the mini uh, the mega drive and <laughs> master, do, master system master yeah. system and uh, and I was like all right well 
I have just have to download that one now. <laughs> I added more work to it. Well, and we already talked smack about this game in the I think it was the Sonic episode. Like, oh hey, the 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 mascot before this for for Sega was a dude yeah. who fought, fought people with rock paper scissors, and then it's like three or four whatever four episodes later. Now we're doing the game. Well, it turned into a good one because I guess we get to talk to you and get to have you on the pod. So it works. Uh, that works. Don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> Well, according to the developer uh, Merge Games, this new game, the, the Miracle World DX, it's going to let you switch between a retro or modern style of graphics, feature some additional levels, and new boss fights. I like the sound of that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, definitely Actual boss fights. Here. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, new boss fights. <laughs> it's really different boss fights. Uh, and I think Merge Games, they also released Streets of Rage 4, uh, a game that Dustin, you and I have been playing like mad every Friday night, pretty much. Yeah, dude, you're not kidding, man. Like it's been Friday nights with you, uh, Saturday nights with James. Too bad the online multiplayer is only two players. But uh, yeah, I love Streets of Rage 4 so much. I've had so much fun with it. And it has a very fair continue system. If you want to, if you're playing for points, you you have a, a limit, right? But if you want to just keep going, you can get more lives and more uh, items and just your, your score is only like 25% or something. So it's like, you can keep going. You can get like you can continue. You have to start that level over again, but now you can continue with nine lives instead of three. It's like fantastic. I That's love great. it. Tim, have you played Street Rage Four yet? Not as yet. That's great. Um, but I've played, I've played. Um, I've been playing Streets of Rage on an emulator. Um, yeah, but I, I should go out and buy it. Yeah, no, I highly recommend it. If you yeah. like Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2, any of those old games, yeah. um, it's got that right nostalgia hit and it is mm. really well developed and and, and designed. I, I, I can't recommend it enough. This isn't a commercial for this game, but I, I'm no. serious. I was I was I was skeptical before trying Streets of Rage 4. And <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I was like, okay, but yeah, totally captures the the spirit. And Dustin, to your point, like, I mean, I played with my kids, a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and had like the best time ever. Like because yeah. everyone could have mm. fun despite their mm. skill level. It just yeah, great game. Go out and buy it, everybody. Yeah. Run, don't walk. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now outside of the Alex Kid official releases, there was also an impressive fan-made sequel that's worth a mention. So in 2017, mm. a very dedicated mm. fan named Ian Wall wrapped up a multi-year project hacking the original Alex Kid game and turning it into something that plays like an official sequel. Now, the game is simply named Alex Kidd in Miracle World 2, um, and it's really dang good. Like, I, I download, I heard of it, and I was like, uh, you know, I, I got kind of tired of playing the original Alex Kidd. I guess I wanted more punishment. So <laughs> I downloaded it, gave it a play, and I was really surprised at how much fun I had. Um, so the game starts off in the same exact room where the original game leaves off, and I'm sure we'll talk about that room, Tim, right? Mm. Uh, there's, uh, it continues the original game's story, but uh, the, some of the cool parts of the game is there's new characters, there's music, and Ian even put in a new vehicle, an Alex Kid airplane, into the game. How cool is that? Um, and, oh, yeah, by the way, he took out the Jenkin matches. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Best improvement there. Uh, but if you want to give the game a try, you can download it from a Sega Master System fan site at sega8bit.com. And uh, before recording, we were lucky enough to talk to Ian about his project. Uh, Ian said that the Master System was his first console, and he got hooked on Alex Kidd when he was young playing at his cousin's yeah. house. And I asked him what the response was to Alex Kidd 2, and he said, quote, I had a brilliant response to Alex Kidd 2. A lot of people have always wanted a proper sequel to Miracle World. Uh, he, put in, he, he said here, no one likes Enchanted Castle. Um, <laughs> the best comments I received said they felt like the game was a true sequel and that it brought back great memories. Cool. Um, I was also curious if Ian got any response, good or bad, from Sega. Because this, you know, by the way, this uh, fan-made sequel did get, you know, quite a bit of coverage on YouTube and other. 
uh, platforms. And he said, uh, I never received any contact from Sega. I was a bit worried about getting a cease and desist, but it did, uh, did not happen. Uh, the game got quite a bit of publicity at the time. So I feel like someone from Sega would have been aware. They seem to be pretty laid back about that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, and then Ian also said, looking forward to the podcast. So thank you, Ian. We hope yeah. that uh, listeners go out and download uh, your game. It was cool. a great experience. That's very cool. Thank you. Mm. All right. Well, that wraps up the history segment. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting ridiculously facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, think about that one. Like, yeah. Alex Kidd and Miracle World. Here we go. There you go. Uh, number one, the original cartridge version of Alex Kidd had a unique button layout. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the game. So uh, most of us are used to what mm. I'll call the Mario button layout. So button on the left runs and the button on the right jumps. Well, Alex Kidd swapped this, which forces some players, including myself, to unlearn and resist the instinct to hit the old button A, or number two on the mattress system, to jump. This was totally responsible for so many deaths in my playthrough. Uh, now, when Alex Kidd was uh, built into later Master System consoles, Sega swapped the buttons to the more traditional layout. So I, I want to throw in here, though, that I found I found this interesting fact really interesting from the standpoint of I don't have any muscle memory of that. So, like when Zach pointed out that this is backwards, I was like, "What? It's just I don't I don't have any. I, I play so many this different is a games. Nintendo I guess I've never household. Yeah, no, right." I, I, I was just like, okay, this button's jump, this button's attack, fine, whatever. It didn't even cross my mind. And then Zach's like, oh, I had to, I had to unlearn years of training. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, you hate platformers. It makes perfect sense. Did, did, Tim, did, did that screw you up, Tim? Or was that something you were yeah, able to adapt to? Yeah, initially, because I forgot after playing it since, I think I brought up, it was about 95 since hmm. I last played it. I forgot about that. <laughs> that layout and oh geez really <laughs> right um just why why do it why oh is... because they because they they didn't never heard of this other game and so they had to make it opposite <laughs> oh, right? yes, yeah. yes, sorry that's that. right yeah <laughs> you, and you know it's funny how you say that because there there uh i read a couple articles where they did some people did say something like that where you know, that standard hadn't yet been established. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess there, I well, that, that would be my, that would be my take on it too. It may have been established in a way, but it wasn't, it wasn't, there wasn't a, um, like a UI coherence guidelines out there that said, <laughs> there, should jump have been, always. <laughs> there should have been some user experience standards. Dang it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Alex and I are going to go on a rant about tell who works in that field. <laughs> Anyway, well, I got to mention too that uh, we're not the only ones frustrated. Um, I was going back and forth on Twitter with a couple of listeners and uh, they've gone to some great lengths to work around this button issue, I'll call it. So for example, at Basic Gamer, Bob bought a controller extension cord and he actually rewired it to swap the button. <laughs> yeah, listeners have bought programmable, programmable awesome. controllers. And I actually went out and bought a programmable Genesis controller because you could plug it in the same spot just only to realize that the quote programmable buttons were only two of the six. So did not allow oh, me bro. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Credit to basic gamer, Bob, and that's dedication. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you make me one please? Uh, number two, Alex kid has a secret continue code, uh, but it comes with a catch. I'm sure you got yeah. some calls for this, uh, Tim. Now entering yeah. the, entering the continue code on the game over screen will cost you $400 in game currency so what happens if you don't have $400? Any guesses? Wah, 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 wah. Game over, can't continue. 
and this is literally the first time I've ever heard of a code that actually cost you game money to pull off. I, I, this is again like a game of firsts, right? Like what? What are they thinking? <laughs> Not good ones either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so crazy. The the, the continue fee. Well, they, I guess they did. Um, I was going to say the continue feature shouldn't have been a secret, but they did actually put it in as a, a legit feature in the Sega Ages version on the Switch, mm. which is mm -hmm. why you should go buy that one if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna play this game. <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, we know that Sonic replaced Alex Kidd as Sega's mascot. Hold on, hold on. What? What's the code? Oh, you want to know the code? Yeah. Uh, we should ask Sega Master Tim. What's the code? <laughs> it's 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 hold up and one and push uh, two eight times. Wow. One, two, eight yeah. times. There you go. And four hundred dollars, yeah. please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And and a membership to the Sega Hotline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Ask your parents. Uh, yes. Number three. So uh, we know that Sonic replaced Alex Kidd as Sega's mascot, but who did Alex Kidd replace? Any guesses? Dolly Parton. Oppa. <laughs> should Dolly Parton. No one. No one can replace Dolly. Oh, no sure. one can replace Dolly. <laughs> I, I wish Dolly Parton was <laughs> Sega's yeah. mascot. <laughs> I mean, it would have been number one. It would have. Jolene. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, well, <laughs> well, before, what would 8-bit uh, Dolly Parton look like? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, before Alex Kidd, Sega's mascot, was not Dolly Parton, it was the <laughs> ship from the cartoony shooter Fantasy Zone. Uh, the ship looks like a little capsule, has got wings and little feet, and his name is Opa Opa. Oh, I actually, Tim, Where I think you? he said that while I was yeah, oh, he said, doing, he coming said? in with yeah. Dolly Parton. I, I heard him say Opa Opa. Yeah, really? It was Opa Opa. Opa Opa. Yeah. Opa, 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 Opa. I don't know. Sorry. Like, I, only, I speak uh, American, apparently. He's <laughs> only really small in, like, the, if you go to a Sega fan site, they've given his dimensions, and he's only like, I don't, I don't know, for you listeners in the in uh northern america but it's like only about 30 or 40 centimeters tall so oh that's a couple divide that's, that by that's, three sorry. that's a two and a half like, 2.54 is the conversion it's about that wow so yeah that's it's like 12, probably 12 guy. inches yeah yeah well, fantasy yeah, zone kind of takes place in like a you know uh like, like you see grass and flowers and stuff so it's supposed to be yeah. small i'm assuming right yeah mm. yeah yeah no it's um no, love the guy. And who's inside Appa Appa? Is it a really little guy inside? Is that what's going well, you, on there? Well, you'd think so. He's got a window. So <laughs> yeah. Ima imagine if human beings were created like that. Instead of having, you know, eyes, you just have a window. <laughs> terrifying. That's terrifying. That's horrifying. It would look like one of the bosses in this game. Oh, I was saying, it would look like, what's his name? Crag or whatever from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There you, there you go. Yeah. What if it was oh, a what if it was a little Alex Kid inside Oppa Oppa? Maybe maybe that's the. Well, that would make more, what if it was Sonic inside Oppa Oppa? <laughs> no, I mean so coming, Sonic coming for uh, slurk, full circle. Yeah, so that's, Sonic that's is the third. Is Sega's third bite at the apple to get a mascot? Right? Is that what I'm hearing? Dang, they almost struck out. Yeah. What if it was Dolly Parton inside the? <laughs> <laughs> it still can be. Fan sites, get on it. Yeah, <laughs> that guy who designed the uh, the the sequel. Get on it, Appa Appa Ian, with Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, do it, do it. <laughs> and it's a but that was it. Uh, uh, Fantasy Zone Two. There you go. There's your new project. Oh, wow. All right. Ah, uh, this episode's so boring. Uh, number four. Uh, whoever named the bosses and <laughs> whoever named the bosses and Alex Kid. 
Get it together, Zach. All right. Uh, that's literally the first time I've ever referred to myself in the third person. All right. Uh, whoever named the bosses and Alex Kidd was definitely smoking something. Yeah. Now, if you haven't seen the bosses, their heads are shaped like a hand doing a rock, paper, or scissors. It's kind of frightening. Yeah, it uh, looks like something bad out of one of the Spy Kids movies to me. Like, it's just like, these horrifying creatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, well, I would expect them to be named something like, you know, Mr. Fist or <laughs> Mr. <laughs> well, that, that, okay, moving on. Not gonna work. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, I know the rock guy, the guy with the rock head, his name is Gusika the Slippery, the <laughs> Slippery Fist. Uh, the paper guy is Parplin the Pursuer. <laughs> Like what? Like who are you pursuing? Um, and uh, the scissors guy is Chokina the Sly. Yeah, those yeah. are the names of your bosses. There you go. Uh, those right. those might even be weirder than the ones we talked about in our Rygar episode. You guys remember those? <laughs> yeah, Brago Kellis. Brago Kellis, the death metal band. That's right. You got run over by a Rolfer. Yeah. Uh, and number five in two thousand one, Alex Kidd had an interesting cameo in a Japan only Dreamcast game called Sega Gaga. All we hear is Sega Gaga. Sega Gugu. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Channeling my inner Freddy. Yeah. There you go. Love Freddy. <laughs> Did you know? Do you guys know that um, uh, uh, radio, I almost said Sega Gaga. Radio Gaga, the song is where Lady Gaga got her name from. Do you guys know I, that? I actually did not know that I as the resident that. music guy. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, well, according to <laughs> HardcoreGaming101.net and Sega Gaga, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, you, you get to control, you get to take control, rather, of the Sega company to help it win the video game war. So at one point, you mm. run into Alex Kidd in the game, and when you meet him, he details his tragic story of his <laughs> race. <laughs> now, instead of starting a video game, Forced to work retail. Oh man! Uh, he, he gives the protagonist an inspirational speech about moving forward, and uh, he also—this is my favorite part—by a mile. He also laments that he's 38 years old and he still looks like a kid. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's the game I want to play. Right? That's the one. This game, like how? Yeah. Oh, what are you doing this game? Oh, well, you're a middle-aged uh, kid with a, a, a hand that's bigger than the other hand, and you have to somehow get yourself out of this one-bedroom apartment that you're living with. He's working. Oh. You, know the, you know what the best, the best part? Continues the, 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 to cost you five hundred dollars. You know, the best part about this is when you, when you, if you, if you look at oh. the history of this game, the guy who designed it, he brought it to Sega, and they thought it was a joke. They thought he was <laughs> screwing with them. They yeah. thought it was a practical joke, and they, he's like, "No, I'm <laughs> like, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, I read, that, I read that he like uh, he developed it in secret for like two years. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got this visual. What in yeah. shame? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Like he took it to them and they thought yeah. it was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like oh, he presented that. it at some board with like some meeting and they're like, "Oh, that's a great parody. Thanks for putting that together." And he's like, "No, no, no. Like I want to make this game. Like I want." He's like, "No, this is my life story. This is me right now." <laughs> I'm working retail. Um, yeah. You, well, you know, it's funny. Um, you talk about parody. That, I mean, that's a key word because we played um, Life Force. If you think of Gradius, right? That game, yeah. game Gradius. Um, there's a game called Parodius, which is a play on the name Gradius. It's like a parody of Gradius. And mm. that was a big thing, making games that were parodies of like other mm. games. Like even, um, what was it? Kid Dracula was a parody of Castlevania. Yeah. And so this was, this mm. was a thing. But um, yeah, there you go. 
Uh, that game, by the way, goes for a hundred bucks on eBay. So, uh, right, sorry right. to say. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Alex the Kid in Miracle World. All right. Thank hey. you. Zach. That's probably that was probably the best interesting fact I've ever heard on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dolly Parton. Thank you. All five of those were winners. That was awesome. Oh, <laughs> All right, now let's talk about memories of playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World back in the day. I uh, checked before the episode, and none of us besides Tim has ever played <laughs> this game before. Uh, so, Tim, tell us some of your memories of Alex Kidd from back in the day. Okay, so uh, so as you know, and I'll, I'll repeat the story, the, the, uh, the nightmare that us Sega Masters used to have was basically every second call, second or third call, was about this bloody game. Um, and what would happen is that uh, the kids would ring up about one particular room and that was, I'm stuck in a room and it was the final stage of the, uh, of the game. And uh, yeah, so we would just get calls and calls and calls from even more than um, Bloody Sonic because the game was in built into the Sega Master 2. So yeah, but uh, for me, I just... I think because of that, um, that's why I didn't play the game much because it was just a constantly annoying call that would get. And why <laughs> was that room so difficult? Tell us, Tim. Like, why, why were all these kids calling about the <clears throat> final? Because I didn't know what to do. Like every other freaking part of his freaking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That they get to a room and there's no clues. There's no whatever. And the only clue is is basically that that. Um, that tablet that they get, they get like a a a, bro- a a stone that's 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 broken. There's symbols on it, and the idea is that that's the clue to finish the game. But what you have to do is actually, um, from memory, you got to read it backwards instead of. That's uh, terrible. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Who's going to know um, that? What? No one. Well, <laughs> first of all, and, and I discovered this. I I, uh, I did not get that item like my first. I don't know how many playthroughs like if you so if you basically if you if you miss an item you can't understand how to finish the game and even if you get the item what i'm hearing is that you there's no guarantee you still can finish the game because you if you have to decipher this thing like the rosetta stone yeah that's it that's it you, the the items in the games don't have any names so it doesn't like if you got a, a name of an item you'd have some sort of clue what it's used for you know maybe some clue but it's nothing what you couldn't you couldn't tell what the uh, the cane does? I mean, flight obviously, right? It makes you fly, right? <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that made sense was that 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 pedicopter. That was about it, and the motorcycle. Right. So yeah, but the others, what do they do? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it 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 was um, a game that gave us Sega night uh, Sega Masters nightmares because uh, we just get so many bloody calls for it. <laughs> I'm actually kind of impressed, Tim. I got to say that um, uh, that many kids actually got that far. I mean, this is, we'll talk about it, but this is a hard game, yeah. right? I mean, so that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's it. The, I think kids, uh, because the kids, you know, the kid, uh, the, the parents have bought the game for them or they've bought the console, so it's, it's fairly new. So they're not going to have a wide range of games to play from. So my my theory is is that because it was pretty much the only game that they had, mm-hmm, that's yeah. why they s- sat there and played through it. 
stopped. And we've talked about that on this on this podcast before that there are some of these games mm-hmm. that are just unbelievably hard. Well, it might have been a launch game or it might have been, you know, in, in yeah. the, the one one part, the, the, these kids had one or two games to play. And so what are you going to play? You're just, I want to play video games. So I'm just going to keep hacking away at this as much as I can. So we just don't have that patience anymore with 7 million different things taking our attention. Yeah. Well, I didn't even have the patience back then. <laughs> I, don't play, I don't play RPGs. I can't be stuff sitting there waiting for, you know, a dragon from a faraway planet to land here. If I've got this bit of paper and a cane and that, and I just, uh, I don't have the patience for it. So, so Tim, you when you yeah. got these calls and they said, I'm stuck in a room, okay, so you knew automatically, you didn't even have to look this one up, I'm guessing. Yeah. But yeah. did you ask him, did you ask him questions to keep him on the phone to get that? 95 extra dollar yeah. <laughs> yeah. no 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 because i i left by the time it went to that uh, oh, okay. I, i'd gone by that yeah because uh it went it went from it went from like a trunk call okay so anywhere in australia you called up the the phone and uh, called up the hotline and it was like a trunk call or a local call because it was based in sydney mm. then it slowly moved to a club based membership um so everybody got like a membership number with their details on it so that would be put into the database as well but to be honest the us hotliners didn't really give a stuff about it mm-hmm. we would just give the uh, the cheats away anyway because <laughs> we felt we felt bad for the kids and like the parents have paid so much to buy the consoles and the games and you got to remember like um I always use this as a reference when Aladdin was released it was $129 Australian mm-hmm. wow. when it was first released. So now that to work that out in inflation terms, I worked it out to be about $280 in today's terms. Oh my God. That's, that's like a game. And he's wow. going to pay that. So why would you be, why would you be charging money for a membership? It seemed not yeah. right. So yeah. But then, um, yeah, the, the hotline got sold off, and um, and it became a permanent basis, and that by that time I'd left. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I, mean, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of that anyway. So, that's, yeah, and that's clear. That and I want to encourage our listeners to listen to my full interview with you, Tim, because one of the things that I took away from that was just was exactly that, like how much you you were really a game counselor. I mean, you talked, you you know, yeah. helped kids understand what they were doing wrong. You cared mm. about them. You got to know mm. them. You, you know, you wanted them to have a great experience. Like that's something that was, was very special and it kind of got lost in the later years, it sounds like. But yeah. Did you ever have repeat kids call you up and uh, sort of like... Um, uh, we, we, we did have the odd one or two. We, we did have a few, not necessarily with me, but with, um, say, Sin Spaces and, and the twins, um, Tim and Nick. Um, but yeah, they would tell me that, you know, such and such would call in and that, and it wouldn't be always about one game. You know, um, they'll 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 call in about a new game that they got, or they'll be ringing us up about, you know, what's coming out. Oh, do you know any news? Or oh, is it true because there's those schoolyard rumors mm-hmm. about? Oh, I heard that Mortal Kombat's coming out on Master System, and we sort of like laughed said, "No, we haven't heard any any plans for that." And actually, it did. Um, yeah yeah so um you get the repeat callers that would they're trying they're trying to befriend us because they want to get the inside word about Sega. and look before i started working at Sega, i was actually one of those guys i I harassed them 
because um, I was a big Sega fan and and uh, then later on the harassment turned from finding out knowledge to getting a job there. There you go. So, oh, yeah. 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 And, well, and, uh, I, I got to share one thing real quick, uh, Tim, that uh, as, as a cliffhanger here to make it to get people to listen to that episode, um, you did get calls from Lonely Housewives, right? Yes. So people need to yes. listen to that story. <laughs> the Lonely uh, Housewives. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you did, but your story about getting on a Sega was really inspirational. And there was actually one, yeah. one quote I took away from that podcast that I actually have written down on a post-it note on my desk. And, and this is, oh, it's a year okay. and a half old now. And it says, write that letter. Because your story about... Mm writing the letter and, and actually pressing for what you want, you know, chasing mm-hmm. your dream kind of a thing yeah. was really inspirational. And so, yeah, people should listen to that, that uh, interview is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I say similar things to my students that I deal with um, um, because I'm a, an educational trainer and um, I use, I, I motivate them that way because every, everyone's got a skill in something. Um, and if you know it, bloody exploited i say so there you go yeah. Yeah. all right all right thanks tim um no worries uh, so uh, that was great and uh, we also love hearing from our listeners and some special memories they have of involving games so uh let's talk about that for alex kid in miracle world each month the retro game guys collect feedback on twitter facebook and instagram by asking people to send us their fondest memory of playing that game to at retro game guys <laughs> So let's kick things off with our good friend Brian, or at yeah. Spaces, who said, my fondest memory of playing Alex Kidd is completing the game before the Sega Hotline was a thing, then using that knowledge to help me get a job on the Sega Hotline. Well, there you go. <laughs> what? You're just talking <laughs> you, about him. Did you know yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we, we sat next to each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> at the Hotline, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, everybody, everybody got a job at the hotline in semi-weird and different ways. Yeah. Mine was unique. Mine was determination. I think uh, Brizzers was, um, that's an Australian way of saying Brian. <laughs> Brizza. Brizza. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it, and he, he'd been uh, writing out newsletters and that. He did them himself, but mm. he was coming to work for Sega as well. So, um, yeah, and... and yeah, he's, he's showing here. Mm, and you're still friends with uh, with Brian yeah. today, right? Yeah, yes, exactly and right. He's, he's awesome. great to this podcast as well. So totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. All right, a few yeah, more. Awesome. Tyler at or at my retro life show says testing every copy I came across for the fabled root beer version, <laughs> where Alex drinks a pint during the map cut scenes. Uh, spoiler alert: it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I actually asked Tyler about this, and I was like, "Hey, and it's so crazy, Tim, that you just talked about playground rumors." Because I asked, I asked him, I said, "Hey." was this a playground room back in the day? And he was like, yeah, that he heard about it all the time. Uh, and that he, he said that it may have originated on some old FAQ about the master system in like the early <laughs> internet days, which is, is really yeah. fascinating. Right. God. Yeah. Yeah. At LJ White 28 says, playing it for the first time a few weeks ago, I have played Alex Kidd games on Genesis, but never thought they were any good. This one surprised me as it felt like a true platformer. Uh, if I would have played this in my youth, I would have been an Alex Kidd fan. Okay, interesting. Well, there you go. That's one. That's one, yeah. <laughs> That's one. Okay. I love rock, paper, scissors. It's my favorite. All right. <laughs> At Res Wolf JT says, playing this for the first time and liking it till the paper, rock, scissors moment. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> at basic gamer bob says making simple maps on paper for each of the castles and writing the boss combos down alongside wow. 
I got to the last castle today and I really enjoyed the nostalgic feel of playing with paper and pencil next to me. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. That was something I oh. used to do back in the day, sit there and kind of mess around with yeah. the maps and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I had a binder, like an orange binder. I still remember as a kid and I would, you know, and like use line paper and draw the maps and keep them, you know, filed in and all that. So, yeah. I yeah. hope Bob still has that. I hope he's still got those yeah. maps to this day because it's so nostalgic if you keep that sort of stuff. It sounds like he might have, yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, this is yeah. so just a, I think he's, he's, he means that he drew it now. I think yeah. he actually literally. Oh, now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Okay. It's a grown, grown man doing this now. Right? Yeah, he was wow. putting down some pints oh, and uh, a little pencil of paper and yeah. going through it. He takes that's the cool. just seriously. Well, there, well, there is a guy who, I think it was our, uh, yeah, after a Zelda episode who never played Legend of Zelda before. And he mm. did that. He drew the whole Legend of Zelda map and, you know, two, uh, 250 screens or whatever it is. Um, and, yeah, did it today. It was, it was great. And he sent us a picture of it and everything. It was awesome. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, well, Bob, you should still keep the map. There yep. you go. <laughs> At Retro Outcast says, my fondest memory of playing Alex Kid was finding out that letting Alex hit the spikes from above during the last castle's water section wouldn't kill him. I used to think that the only way to do it was to carefully rock the D-pad up and down to keep him dead center. Felt so dumb. I, I wouldn't feel that dumb. The spikes no. knock you down on most of the rest of the game. No, no. See, this this yeah. screen, like, you guys got to see this, like, if you if you hadn't gotten there, because, like, there's even someone posted on uh, our Twitter. It's a torture said, device. It's like, yeah, he's like, well, I think my game ends here because it, there's spikes. It's like, um, it's almost like that level in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that everyone complains about, like, there's just uh, spikes on the top. There's spikes on the bottom. And it looks like you need to swim through them, through like an S-curve without touching anything above you or below you. But come to find out, Alex Kidd will just bounce off the top spikes. Uh, like you, you, could touch mm. the you could touch the top spikes. You just can't touch the side of the spikes or the bottom. It just like makes no sense whatsoever. Weird. And so, yeah. That, just, that's, playing, that's playing on your subconscious. That's yeah, what yeah, clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get into the level, you're – Well, like the, yeah. you talked about the pedicopter, Tim, right? That there's a level where you have to get the uh, fly the pedicopter through a bunch of obstacles. I didn't know you could touch anything. So the first time I beat it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know you could shoot. I was kind of like Dustin, didn't know I could jump in Donkey Kong. Um, and so I, I got through this crazy hard level, like playing like yeah. you know, balloon fight, like trying to avoid everything and not shoot everything. And then all of a sudden, I hit the button and accidentally, it's like, oh, you can shoot. Oh, you can, you can land. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was my first time with a motorcycle. I figured that you couldn't oh. touch a creature. You couldn't. You and like. I was doing Meanwhile, all these crazy right moves, yeah. And then, like, yeah. And then, and then, it's like the next time I, I I did the the thing, and I and I was like, I I didn't press the button, and I crashed, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm like, nope, just keep going. Just oh, keep yeah. going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, our last memory here from at Asher J Baker says, my fondest memory of playing Alex Kid is my mom doing speed runs of it to impress my friends. Wow, Ooh, wow, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my mom looks at a video game and is like, I don't understand. Is that one of those doctors of Mario or something? Like, yeah, so I love that how my be, mom That could be creepy, like huh? Thing. Hey, kids, yeah. you want to watch me play Alex Kid? Come on, like, like she's <laughs> real forceful. <laughs> right. Don't um, let my mom see you. She's going to make you sit down for 35 minutes and watch you play Alex Kid till the end. <laughs> All right, guys. Like, you like Jenkin kids? You like ever heard of Jenkin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, now let's talk about the playthrough the retro game guys here did uh, over the past couple of weeks. I'm going to ask you guys uh, your thoughts about specific aspects of Alex Kidd and Miracle World so we can focus a bit more on what makes the game unique and memorable. Um, changing up the questions a little bit this week's, uh, this month, I guess. We, I, you know what? I'm still going to say this week for the rest of my life. <laughs> we haven't been <laughs> weekly for whatever, but anyway. <laughs> this uh let's uh let's start with you uh alex 
look and feel. What did you think about the game's look and how the uh, how was the play controllable? Oh, uh, let's start with the uh, positive. Uh, I thought the graphics were great. Uh, I thought the use of color was fantastic. I, uh, I during this playthrough, I uh, went back and I looked at Super Mario Brothers just to compare because this game's compared to uh, Super Mario Brothers so much. And after playing Alex Kidd for a few hours and then looking at Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers looks drab compared yeah, to Alex. Yeah, mm, I would agree. agree. Alex yeah. Kidd looks like it's in Technicolor, yeah, built on thirty-five millimeter widescreen format, and uh, <laughs> laser Super disc. Mario Brothers. Yeah, Super <laughs> Mario Brothers looks like uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan, all washed out. You know what I'm there saying? Like mm. it looks very drab. So the graphics were great. The play control sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah. The, the, the jump is, I wish the jumping was like Super Mario Brothers. I wish you were able to control your jumping a little bit more. I wish there wasn't so much inertia with your jumps. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, two, I don't know who thought that the punching was going to be your main source of attacking in this game because it is not accurate whatsoever <laughs> at all. Like you're punching above a brick, below a brick, but you have to punch directly into the middle of the brick in order for it to break. It's like, uh, we'll get to it. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, <laughs> it disappointed me. And, and uh, it just lent itself to a, a very frustrating um, There you experience. go. Yeah. I'll, and you know what? Because my, my feedback is pretty much exactly the same as yours. I'll just go and, and add on and say, yeah, it, it's this bright, vibrant game. The colors just pop right out at you. It, it's yeah. so it's so cool to, to see, but it plays like mush. Yeah. Like yeah. the controller, I feel like I, I, I needed to do that move like 10 seconds earlier to, get, to actually get it to do the right thing. And so, yeah, I really ugh, I hated how it controlled. Um, let's go to, to Mr. Tim. Uh, what, what, um, some graphics and uh, feelings, play. yeah, Control. feelings are exactly the same, but I mean, okay, it it looks a lot more colorful. But what I find is that it, to me, it seems like the sprites are too big, mm. and therefore that's why you're always dying because you <laughs> because of the inertia, and sometimes the collision, the collision. Uh, I don't know what the programming is for it, but sometimes you can touch things like an, an enemy and it can touch you and it doesn't do any effect, but mm, sometimes right. it will touch you. Yeah. Um, depending what the, what the character is and, and then it does kill you. I'm like, what, right. what the hell is going on here? So it, to me, it just <laughs> seemed like maybe if a, especially with the Alex kid character, if they shrunk him down a little bit more and fixed up the collision, I think that could be a lot better, and obviously the inert the inertia that you get there. It just yeah. Uh, it, uh, frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move to Zach because I think Tim's yeah. going to have a hernia over there. <laughs> uh, you Stay can late. let it. We're, we're talking challenge next. You can let it out soon. Um, so, yeah, my my feelings are very similar to you guys. It's a really colorful. It's a cute game. Um, really looks great for the time. And it, it uh, reminds me of how much better the graphics on the Sega Master System were in general compared to the NES. And that was like a, a playground talking point back in the day. Like, well, my Master System is better than your Nintendo because it looks great, you know? And, and yeah, the Master System was a more powerful system, but it's not about power in all cases as uh, mm. Sega learned in that generation, right? So you got to have the software. 
Um, and I'm with you guys on the control, man. It's just slippery. And I found myself like, instead of like, you know, running and jumping, I found myself like jumping and then trying to steer my jump after jumping. And it was like trying to overcompensate for the fact that I knew he was going to over, Alex was going to overshoot everything. And eventually I kind of got used to it, but yeah, it's just, it, it makes an already challenging game even more difficult. There, there you go. Hey. And let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about how challenging Alex Kidd in Miracle World is. Uh, would you guys say the challenge is easy, medium, hard, or extreme and why? And let's start with you, Tim. Um, it's, it's, how do I put it? It makes you feel scared. <laughs> you're too scared you're to do a edge. goddamn thing. Yeah, you're always too scared to do anything. <laughs> like you come up to a new section and go, oh, right, okay. But if I jump, I might, I might jump and hit this and then bump that. So there's so much fear in, in just about everything that you do. The first time you go into the water and you've got to understand the physics of that and then you have to, ah, it's just... It's, it's, I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to think like if you're a kid and you want to be able to just pick up the game and go, this is not the game for you. It really isn't because there is so much you have to take time and patience for. Um, it, it, it's just on the, the it just hits the, the, um, the hard grading there. So, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, too scary. <laughs> too scary. I like that. Uh, uh, Zach, next with you. Uh, yep. Easy, medium, hard, or extreme, and why? Yeah, I'll, I'll say hard. I'll go with Tim there. I agree it's scary because you, you're timid. You're right. You're timid the whole dang time. Reminds me playing like you know, Ninja Gaiden where you're like, if I jump here, I know there's an enemy waiting for me. I just know it, right? And I have, mm. it's all, mm. it's, it's, inch, you, you, you inch along and you learn by death. That's what you do in this game. Um, I feel it's hard because you know, the game's doable, but you're going to have to get really obsessed with it to finish it. Yeah. And for me, yeah. what, what really unlocked the game, the challenge for me, was the vehicles. Because the vehicles do let you skip some of the hardest parts of the game. So in, investing in time to learn the vehicles really does pay off. And then you collect more one-ups that are hidden in the levels, and that certainly gives you a little bit of a, a, little bit of a cushion. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started playing this game, I would have said extreme. My first playthrough, and we'll talk about more specifically, but my first playthrough was three lives dead, zero points. Yeah, like, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm ever beating this game. But, you know, so it, it came back down to hard for me. <laughs> okay. Mm. I would say for me, uh, well, for me, it was extreme. Um, and there's some ways that I'll talk about tips and tactics why I didn't just throw this game across the room. But it's a lot of jumping. What does Dustin suck at? Jumping. So there's just so many <laughs> Unless things. Unless you're a knight in uh, Wizards and Warriors, then it's... Yeah, well, yeah. with that game, there's no penalty, right? So that <laughs> was true, the thing. That's true. Like, so... <laughs> That was where I, I, I succeeded there. But yeah, this this was um, so hard, so hard because and I don't have I may, I should have looked up the manual. I don't know if it's any help, but like I don't know what anything is. I don't know what I, the items I'm picking up do. I don't know what's going on. So the whole time is just uh, I scared. I think that's the perfect thing of like, I don't know. Everything I do is going to come back to bite me in the butt. So yeah, for me, it was extreme. I can see that people who are good at these kind of games, maybe it's just hard. But yeah, this game was darn near impossible for me. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's go. To, that's off the back of that. What do you think of the challenge? Easy, media, hard? Or hard. Extreme? No, it's, it, it's straight up a hard game. Uh, there's nothing easy about this game. Um, 
I have a couple notes here, but I'll use one of my notes for this uh, question. Going back to the, the Super Monaco um, feeling that, that I got, uh, the first level is too long. You know, remember when we were talking about Super Monaco and it's like you can pick up this game and it's not one of those games where you could get an easy win early or where mm-hmm. it, it gives you little mm-hmm. small achievements to build up your confidence to play the yeah. game, right? So this first level, it's too long. It's two levels in one. It's a it's a land level and it's a sea level, and compared to Super Mario Brothers, you know why this game failed is because Super Mario Brothers you can put this you can put that game in front of a child and they will finish level one. They'll get to the top of the flagpole. They you'll get into the castle. They'll hear the happy music and they'll get the reward. And they finish the first level of Super Mario Brothers. Obviously, it gets harder from there. In this game, you don't get a first achievement after you get done with the land level. You have to go down some things. You, you you finish, you have to go down this, like, what is it, these brick uh, uh, platforms, and then you fall into the water, and now you're swimming. And uh, you might not even get that far on three guys, right? Yeah. Hey. So hey. there's just too much uh, in that first level alone. If they split up that first level into just going down the bricks to, let's say, a door that gets you to the next level, which is maybe mm. the water level, I would say this game would have been much more popular because you would have given the user, uh, the user. easy reward straight <laughs> out of the gate. You were able Looking to like do something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the player, yeah. you're, well, you're able to actually feel some sort of success no, fairly right. early in the game. Right. It took me three, four, five tries to finish the game. That's crazy. And that, going back yeah. to, I mean, to add on to your Super Monaco thing real quick, um, we talked about that first turn in the game, right? Or the, the second turn in the game being like one of the hardest turns in the whole game, right? They hit you with yeah. it early. Same thing with the frog in the water level on the level one. That yeah. frog, you got to try to sneak around him. He shoots at you. That frog like, is, a, is a level four boss. At, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, well, and you know yeah. harder than the actual bosses in this it, game. It, you yeah. know what? That, that boss, that, it kind of is because the frog, he makes another appearance as the final... Um, regular enemy you fight in the game before you get to the last screen that we talked about. And like, I'm sure people yeah. have, that there are a lot of people's quests that ended there because mm-hmm. he's such a jerk. And yeah, right. Level one, enjoy. That's crazy. And, and when did the air kill you? Because yeah. he shoots out air bubbles like, I'm going, oh, dude, I, that must be okay. So I go out and, oh, no, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, bad breath. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, on that happy note, we're going to talk uh, maybe briefly uh, about what did you like most about Alex Kidd in Miracle World? Zach, hit us with something. Sure. And one word I'll say ambition. Like a lot of the ambition is misguided, you know? That's nice. uh, you know, but the game has a lot going for it. I mean, there are multi scrolling environments, um, there's vehicles, there's a shop, there's items, there's different enemies. I mean, on paper, you could even argue that this might have been a Mario killer. You present Alex Kidd internally, you'd be like, wow, this game is going to be amazing. But I think it died a bit in execution, like we've talked about earlier. So I would just say this is a, this, it's a flawed classic. Okay. All right. Uh, Tim, what did you like most about it? Uh, I don't have it in my collection. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's one thing I like. Um, uh, look, what do I like? I think... For me, it's not the actual game. I, I I like the fact that the game brings back memories whenever I whenever I, I talk to a person that I used to work for Sega. Go, oh yeah, Alex the Kid. I'll say Alex the Kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
they always bring up that game other than than Sonic first. It's really funny. So um, I'm happy that it brings up those memories. But um, and there's one other thing I, I I was surprised about the game, and I, I didn't realise after all these years, there's little cameos with some oh. of the enemies. Yeah, so there's there's like this red blob thing, a red, and he's got a mustache, and I'm thinking I remember seeing that guy, and um, he's actually in Teddy Boy. Oh, okay. And and um, what's the little creepy? I think it's like a scorpion or that. He's in Teddy Boy as well. So they've they've actually taken some of the some of the enemies out of out of Teddy Boy. Interesting. Put it into this game, and I I. I forgot about that. But, huh. um, yeah, yeah. So All right. That was, that was a nice little surprise. I like nice. that. Yeah. All right, Alex. What, Alex, give me something uh, you liked about the game. Uh, <laughs> it's like the hardest question we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make something up. Um, I'll just go to the, the graphics were good. They were good. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off of uh, Zach's answer, which is ambition. Mm-hmm. Um which was a creative answer, Zach, uh, and I totally agree. Um, uh, I did like the fact that they they really reached. They had everything. I think I even texted you guys when I was uh, I was actually looking at uh, YouTube videos of Alex Kidd, and I texted you guys, and I was like, "Did Nintendo ever sue Sega for combining uh, Zelda <laughs> and Mario <laughs> Brothers into right. one game? Like, what the heck?" So yeah, I mean, I definitely liked that they really went for it. Um, didn't work. Yeah. Okay. I'll end us here with uh, <laughs> what did I like about this game? Uh, I like it, it has a lot of variety. You got a motorcycle. You got a, a little pedicopter. You swim. You jump. You you know you've got a lot of different things that are going on. Um, there's vertical levels. There's horizontal levels. There's uh, you know different ways you have to. There's the RPG kind of like got to collect items things. So. Uh, for all of for all of its 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 issues and faults, like there's a lot of it's not at least it's not super repetitive uh, in at least the music is uh, other than the music. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's uh, we talked a lot about this in the challenge part, but uh, let's throw out each here uh, maybe one thing that we liked the least that we haven't talked about already. Uh, let's start with you, Alex. All right. Well, um, I'm just gonna go straight to the biggest one is which is what I said I liked about this game, is ambition. Uh, <laughs> there are too many cooks in the kitchen on this game. It tries to do too much at the same time. It tries to be Super Mario Brothers, and it tries to be Zelda at the, okay. at the same time. Yeah. It has maps. It has stores. It has jumps that are way off. It has three or four different vehicles that you have to learn, plus swimming. Um, <laughs> it, it, the uh, the punches aren't accurate. Like it tries to do too many things, yeah. and it ends up not doing any one thing great. Well, and go. I think that's what Super Mario Brothers does do great is that it just is a guy punching bricks and running fast. That's pretty much mm, it. Right, it doesn't right. matter what level you're on; that's the game. The same focuses, thing with yeah. Uh, yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, Sonic. Sonic is a very simple game. It does that one thing fast. He runs and collects coins, and that's pretty much it. So I think if Alex Kidd had any uh, negatives, it's that, man, they really tried too hard to too make hard, yeah. this game. All right, Zach, something you like the least? Yeah. Um, I talked about the controls already. That one I almost can't see through because it's just, it's just like, <laughs> it's such a uh, it's such a frustrating thing. 
Um, but yeah, the, the thing that I would say I like least about this game besides that is the um, lack of accessibility. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's hard from the outset, a little too hard. And I think where if I look at Super Mario Brothers, you know, and this ties into what you said earlier, Alex, um, you kind of that game kind of eases you in. And I think for a cutesy game, you know, you'd want to have a lot of people have, yeah. you know, fun with it. Um, and it needs to start off and kind of simple and ease you in. But yeah, it's just a little too hard in the beginning. And I don't, I don't like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off, off of that for me, the, the, it, what I like the least is just things don't act the way you think they would starting with like the button combo. Obviously for me, I did, didn't react that way, but just everything about this game just doesn't function the way you think it would. It's not like, it's like the Castlevania, my issue with Castlevania and hearts not actually being life. Like there yeah. are some expectations and some patterns that you set and so sometimes the spikes when you touch them kill you and sometimes they don't like even in game it's inconsistent so that's what i like the least it's just it's it 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 doesn't meet expectations uh tim let's stop yeah. uh, end up here with you what do you like the least uh, least lack of information yeah you've got no information on anything and like back then you know when you picked up a game you just plugged it in and off you went so yeah. you shouldn't know you shouldn't have have to refer to an instruction manual is i was almost thinking that it was i was i i had to play this like civilization i had to read the, the thick manual before i knew what anything did or what right. anything did and um by by chance i actually do have an alex kid america world booklet why i don't know but i have it um and it's got information in there, but like it doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't describe what this item is. It doesn't tell you the bloody score. It doesn't tell you what level you're on. It doesn't right. tell you anything. Right. You're right. It's, you don't know what level you're on. I, I just realized that there's no number or like name. No, right? it's just no, yeah. not at all. It just yeah. I'm here. <laughs> i'm somewhere inside the game am i closer to the end or not i'm not sure yeah all right never end yeah exactly okay next question was what is your best alex kid in miracle world tip or tactic and i will start this one and say get it on the switch the best tip and tactic is get it on the switch because the only way that i did not throw this game through a window is by playing on the switch and with two factors so i'm going to give two for my best tip which is uh the rewind feature turn that on I would not have I would have given up in frustration and and not done this game. To me the rewind feature made it feel like that well, the good parts Alex of Wizards and Warriors the fact that you can make a mistake and you can recover from it. What what's the rewind feature? What happens you make you make a mistake you die, you hit mm. the you hit the one of the trigger buttons it goes back 5 mm. seconds. Oh. So I would screw up yeah. a jump. I would hit that button. I'd try it again. And sometimes I'd try it 40 times. You know me with jumping things. <laughs> but I knew I could keep going. <laughs> so uh, I knew I could keep going. So I, I I went way, 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 way further in this game by by doing that than I would have yeah. ever in my, even in my youth, right? Um, yeah. And combined with that, the Switch version has a little thing that they don't they don't show tell you necessarily, but I found out. Um Above and below the the play screen on the switch is a bunch of paper, rock, scissor hands. Those are those are in order the co- the combinations that you have to do. So like it shows like there's a bunch of hands above the screen and it says like okay. scissor and paper. And then when you go to the first boss, you you then throw sit you have to throw scissor and yep. then paper. You beat the boss. So yeah. it tells you how to beat each boss. Yeah, but um, you one one tip on that or one part of that though is you can't make a mistake you because cannot you make, make a mistake, a mistake. It, it goes like random or changes and then you don't yeah. know what the solution is so and i i i, I did that 
Well, so what? Yeah, <laughs> whatever you do, don't don't make a mistake. Yeah. All right, Zach, give us a tip or tactic. You know, mine is right in between you know, yours and Tim's, which is um, I when I figured out a couple of things, right, like the Jenkins battles, it made the game a lot more fun, right. So my my tip is to yeah read up on this game, you know, because yeah. it will it will yeah. make the game more fun. But without it, yeah, it's just it's super difficult because it's, there's so much that you can't figure out just by you know sheer luck or play or you know chance because you the janky matches alone right like if you don't know there's a solution and you think it's random that is a fun killer because you're like i did so well i got to level five i fought this guy i lost three janky matches in a row and then game over like that will immediately make you huck that you know huck that thing out the window yeah and so just i I think a little bit of reading is the best tip because it will make the game more enjoyable there you go. That makes sense. Tim, I know you've given us some some tips already, like the the backwards tablet at the end and all that, but yes. any, uh, any one last uh, tip here to share? Um, I would say write down on a bit of paper how you beat each boss. Yeah. Because that's, that's the only way you can really remember. You can't remember everything, but at least you need to remember the bosses. And um, some wave moon, star sun moon, wave fish, starfish. There you go. That's that's, <laughs> that's how you finish the last stage. Wow. Hold on. I, I can't write that down. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. All right. Alex, uh, round us out here. A tip or tactic for Alex Skid Miracle World. Watch YouTube videos and good luck. <laughs> I like it. It's short and simple. That's perfect. All right. Before I get to our scores, want to know: Would you play Alex Kidd in Miracle World again? Let's go quickly around the room. Alex, no. Me, no. Zach, yes, but only if at Basic Gamer Bob sends me one of his cool cables. Reckon right. the right ones. <laughs> exactly. Bob, he's just trying to get free stuff for you, man. <laughs> All right, and Tim, play it again. God, no, no, no. Oh, I'm the only guy. I'm on an island here. Oh my God. <laughs> I would no. say, I, I would say, with the uh, with the with the rewind, I might try it again. It was kind of fun. I just, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I gotta say one thing. You know, Dustin, earlier you said, you know, you're talking about how I think. Well, we were talking about how this game was, you know, a bunch of firsts, right? And I got to thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, I mean, like you you play rock paper scissors. You drive a, a, a motorcycle and a <laughs> pedicopter and all these crazy named vehicles. You punch a bull in the face. You guys punch yeah. right level, <laughs> and you eat a hamburger to finish a level. I mean, just the, I think it's worth a play just for the sheer craziness of this experience. Like, I don't want to turn too many listeners off for at least trying it for that again that crazy experience it's just and the the other the other crazy experience which is playing it for 10 minutes dying and having a score of zero uh thanks yeah that never (laughs) right i I don't think that ever happened to me oh and then one more thing i found about this game that i've never seen before uh there's one area where you can collect an extra life but i fell into a pit instead when you die you turn into a ghost my ghost came up out of the ground and then collected the extra life oh that's cool yeah (laughs) i like it yeah so all right, guys. Add that to the list. <laughs> collecting things when you're dead. Yeah. I like it. It's like falling onto health. I love it. Well, and that was actually my last life. So, like, I saved myself. I got an extra try. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now for my last question: How far did you get, and what was your score? To make sure everyone knows what the score competition rules for Alex Kid in Miracle World were, because this is an unforgiving game, we decided this time to play Alex Kid however you wanted with continues or rewind or whatever. And I'll try to use my best judgment to rank our efforts. So let's start with our guest here, Tim. How far did you get in the game? 
well, if I knew the name of the bloody level, I'd still <laughs> I know, we're going to have this struggle. Zach, you got the manual with you? Because we're all going to have to describe it. There was a, there was a, it. a cave okay. with balls. <laughs> Just, a cave with balls? A know. cave with balls. Yeah. And there was. I think we just found our subtitle for this. How many, episode. How many different. <laughs> no. How many different balls? Came with did the blue play? balls or okay. red balls? I, 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 built, I beat the first guy, which okay. was. What is it? Stone, Stone Man? I don't know. I think know. his name it was. was um, Goken yeah. or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you beat one of the paper, rock, scissors guys, and you died. You finished off in a cave that has red balls. <laughs> <laughs> Blue balls. Uh, right. Where's beat, that? I beat the ball. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. And it was it was uh, soon after that, I ended up in some cave. I don't, so I, I think that's level put, five, Mount Cave. I think that's what that is. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw on the map where I got past all the little islands in the lake. And oh, that would make sense because level four is the village. Oh, wait, so level three is the island of St. Nurari. Level four is the village of Namuri, which is like a forest. Yeah. Did you get Did you get past the forest thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm all thinking right. the cave with balls is Mount Cave. Let's just, okay, uh, we'll go with that. Okay, Alex, okay. Alex yeah. where'd you get? Uh, I don't know. I, I got, I got, I passed the bull. <laughs> I got to, uh, the jet ski. Is there a jet ski in this game? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Here. I don't know if you guys could, um, no, cameras not really. it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I said an F word. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got to, uh, uh, to the jet ski level. I got, uh, 29,000 points. Um, I have no idea right. what my points are. and yeah, I, I posted, Do you know what the jet ski level is, Zach? Uh, even with the manual, I can't tell you. I do. Uh, my guess is level seven, Bingu, Bingu Lowland. Because did you get to a castle, Alex? It, it's it's like it's a, <laughs> see, this game is know. so hard to figure <laughs> out where you are. It's so hard. I, I could not tell you. I could not give you even the first clue how many levels that beat. <laughs> I beat two of the Jenkin bosses. I did pa- okay. beat the bull. Um, I think seven. I think that's where you're at. Yeah, so I got seven. to like, yeah, yeah, seven out of eleven. <laughs> so I beat two Jenkin bosses. Oh, did you use rewind? You use rewinds or anything? No, you didn't know about. Oh that. no, so that I, was, I just, that was use, a pure play. No, I used a uh, a save feature on my Hackchi. Okay. Uh, Sega Mini. Um, so and Tim, you just played it straight. I just played it straight. Yeah. And All right. oh, sorry, my score was. Hang on. I don't think you got my school. 19,200. There you go. All right. Cool. Um, I'll go I'll go next. Uh, I have no idea what my score was. <laughs> I, it flashed by. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat two of the bosses. I'm pretty sure I beat the bull. Was that just where you just have to stand there and punch? Punch him in the face, yeah. That was yeah. so dumb. I was like, what? Like, that's it? He doesn't move or anything? He doesn't try to avoid you? He just goes, come on, keep punching me. He comes faster. That's about it. I, I, will, t- I will tell you that uh, I would rather, as, I, I don't condone any violence toward punch, you know, to animals and stuff. But I just got done playing Goonies 2 on the NES. And to get an item in that game, you have to punch an old lady in the face like like three or four times. That's literally part of the game. Perfect. Perfect. That's that's worse than punching a bull in the face, I would say. Then I I picked up the motorcycle and I could not for the life of me figure out how to do the motorcycle without dying immediately. Mm. I just would crash and die. Mm. So whatever level that you get the motorcycle from, I don't know. I think it's level three, and yeah, you can't. You can cut through the blocks and the enemies. There's red 
um, spheres that if you hit that you could fall off the motorcycle. Yeah, you just go through. Oh, the and you box. know what? No, 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 no. Hold on. That was the second. No, sorry. That one I did. That there was. It was the second time I got the motorcycle. Sorry. That. Oh one yeah, easy. that's the forest. That's yeah. That's called the, the forest. Black, the so, Blackwoods level six. I know that, that was level tough. six. Okay, I was gonna say. So yeah, level six, but I used the uh, rewind feature. Did you get there. to the end uh, boss on that level? No, no, no. I couldn't even get past the first like five seconds of that level. Oh, you would just crash the last boss. The the car, the little motorcycle just you keep driving until last boss and you try to get out of his way and then you land on his sword and you die. I did that, I think, 15 times. I did that. And yeah, uh, yeah and then the secret is you just got to get in one punch and then he instantly dies. That's the guy with the sword? Yeah, the bear. It was That's, a bear with a I sword. Never, I never got to that guy with the motorcycle. I always lost it by then. I found another trick for that guy. Um, I used capsule A on him and little eight guys, eight guys jump out and attack him and kill him instantly. What? Yeah, wow. capsule. A. I never used any of the uh, any of the. the I used the shooty thing on the first level because I was like, "Oh, hey, this is so much easier when you yeah. can shoot these stupid birds." <laughs> All right, Zach. I know, but tell everybody else where did uh, you get on this game? Well, I beat the game on three lives, a score of sixty five thousand four hundred. Um, but it was a no joke. rewinds or anything. No rewinds or nothing. What? Uh, Actually, How is that possible. Well, I'll tell you, Dustin knows. You saw me do it, right, Dustin? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell. Let me tell the story. Okay. So uh, we did a little Friday night Streets of Rage four get together and had a couple beers in us. And Zach's like, and I'm like, dude, this game is pissing me off. Like, I don't even want to play it. Like, I'm so over this damn game because I hadn't at that point. I was trying to do it with no rewinds. Yeah. Um. And so he's like, all right, let me let me show you some tricks. So he sets his zoom up. He gets the camera pointed at the TV instead of himself. And he's sitting next to the thing going, all right, so when you get to this thing, you go that, 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 30, 40, I don't know, an hour or whatever later, he's beaten the game in front of me. What the <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Dude, beer, man. No. Beer unlocks it for me. I don't <laughs> no, like it. Too. With no uh, uh, cheats mm -mm. or anything? Nope. Yeah. What the heck? I had a, I'll tell you, I had a moment. I really did not think I would beat this game. Like I was 100% convinced I would not beat this game. And then just, you know, with some sheer luck and learning the, the, the uh, vehicle. Liquid courage, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that, you know? <laughs> exactly. um, but no, it, it did actually, when I beat the game, I was kind of like, wow, this is, you know, it kind of reminded me or maybe think of like what, um, persistence will do you know what i mean like if you just keep banging on something you keep doing it over and over and over and repetition and all that that in a short period of time like you, it, you can get you know good at even a, a not great game like this um and that goes to what you were saying tim earlier about what the kids did that's literally what they did right they just sat and played this game for hours and hours and hours and adapted themselves to this bad play control or whatever it was and so i guess i kind of did that wow um but you're like a savant yeah. <laughs> exactly but yeah it's this game yeah very very difficult and i i did and i did have one playthrough where i died on the last boss and that was so painful oh, oh my god because part of beating the bosses isn't just a jenkin matches on some of the later ones you beat the boss rock paper scissors and then their head their head comes off and they attack you with their head and then you got to try to time and punch their head nice. and I, I died on that last boss and then mm. had to start all over so wow Damn. All right, guys. Well, that's very interesting. I think I have a good idea of what I'm going to say for who's our uh, first, second, third, and fourth place here. But we'll save that to the end. And right now we'll go to Alex's, our Alex's favorite segment of the show, the crazy collectible of the month. All right. Zach, Zach what do we find out there? All right. Now, we've talked about this crazy collectible before, but uh, we couldn't, re we just couldn't resist going back to this this time. So I just happened to come across shop.sega.com 
and I searched for Alex Kidd. Like, and what were the chances? They're not going to have any Alex Kidd merch, right? I was wrong. They have <laughs> something for every Alex Kidd lover in your life. And our Alex, you definitely need an Alex Kidd shirt because you're Alex, right? Oh, yeah. So you got to rip yeah. your, you know, your Alex guy. So you can find Alex Kidd posters, T-shirts, uh, multiple designs, no less. And there's, e there's one that says um, Jankin Champion 1986 on it. Classic. <laughs> um, and uh, there's even uh, Alex Kidd coffee mugs. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. And, uh, what? Does he have his big fist? Is he showing his big <laughs> fist? <laughs> you drink out of Dude. his big fist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, I, Zach shared that, that he got this coffee mug, and I was like, really? A coffee mug? Who buys coffee mugs anymore? <laughs> I use it for it's my pens. Things like, it's one of those things like... <laughs> If they stopped manufacturing uh, coffee mugs, we would never run out of coffee mugs by the end of the death of the universe. Like, no. they should, yeah, they should just have they should just have an Alex Kid fist mm -hmm. <laughs> and drink out of his fist. Right, you just put it on the desk; it's like a trophy. It's like a thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So right. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I got a, I got a shipping confirmation, so I'm sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll post <laughs> it when it comes in. I'll set it right next to my. I'll set it right next to my Life Force record that you guys. I bet you I could find a fist yeah. online and just put Alex Kid on it. I'll send it to you, Zach. I'll be nice. This is when you drop that quote from the Big Lebowski. Right? I can get you a toe. I can get you a toe. Get you a toe by uh, by four thirty this afternoon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Zach. Uh, and if you guys out there in listener land find a crazy collectible, something related to Alex Kidd and Miracle World or any other retro game, let us know. You can find us using at Retro Game Guys. If we'd like your crazy collectible enough, we'll share it on our next episode and give you a shout out. Just right, until now, May. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Tim out of it. Just yeah, at Sega Master Tim, send all your Alex <laughs> Kid loves his way. Well, because you know someone out there, somebody out there has some Alex Kid memorabilia of some kind, right? Like that, right. We, that's the kind so of stuff we want to see. There you go. Exactly. All right, now it's time for our monthly retro game giveaway. We've got an original copy of Alex Kid Miracle World from the depths of the game vault, flown in on a pedicopter <laughs> by a kid with a giant hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this winner is Derek or at Hailstorm 19. 85. Zach, why did we pick Derek? Well, because apparently we don't like Derek. That's why we gave him this <laughs> game delivered by a child with a giant hand anyway. Um, well, no, we do actually like Derek quite a bit. Um, so as we said at the outset of the podcast, uh, Derek has uh, suffered through apparently every not, a, not enough guys episode. Uh, he also played in our uh, Beat Retro Game Guys score competition in our last episode. Did really good on that. Um, and he's a great guy. He chats with us on Twitter. And so we're very fortunate to have his support. Thank you yeah. very much, Derek. And uh, congrats to you. Yay. Get yourself a copy of Alex Kidd in Miracle World in a case signed by the Retro Game Guys. Good job. Yeah. Yay. All right. Now it's time to reveal what games we're going to play for our next episodes. In two weeks, we'll be releasing our next quick play episode. And this time we'll be playing Burger Time on the NES. We held a Twitter poll, and Burger Time beat other listener suggestions like Kool Aid Man on Atari Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh no! Oh man! And one I want, one I actually would want to have played, which is Paperboy on Genesis. Yeah. Uh, sometime we're going to be covering Paperboy because I have a ton of memories of that game. Um, but Alex, you were really pulling for for Kool Aid Man. Yeah, I was hoping that Kool Aid would retweet or something. We'd see a resurgence or whatever. <laughs> but, um, I guess they took that day off. There yeah, you know. I was, was going to ask you the same, man, because you were really pushing for it, but Kool-Aid Man didn't step up. That's <laughs> I've never seen that game, but it would just be like, uh, let's see if this, uh, you know, 
if we could pull out a win here, but no, nah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, you we got just, burger. No, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that I just realized right now that this is the second game in a row that has a burger in it that we played. <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, you know, it, with burger time, I'm really going to be looking forward to getting into this meaty game. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne comedy. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think Tim's about to hang up. All right, Zach, what are we going to be playing for our next main episode? Well, as you teased earlier, Dustin, next month is our season two finale, believe it or not. And uh, to celebrate, we're finally getting to a game that shaped all of our childhoods. Even mine. And maybe even Tim's. uh, (laughs) A game that all other platformers aspire to be. And a game that is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. It's Super Mario Brothers for NES. The game that started it all, right? Uh, and of course, Super Mario Brothers ties into many other games that we've played before, like Donkey Kong, Sonic, and of course, the wonderful Alex Kidd. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about and compare. This just fits in with all those stories so well. What um, a huge episode that could be. It could be. I, we're going to have to live up to this uh, this game here. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm just I'm glad ready. it's your turn for research. <laughs> I know, and I'm actually I'm actually a bit scared about the five interesting facts, like what hasn't already been discussed to death, right? So right, I'm really right. going to have to dig mm-hmm. deep for that. Uh, well, we're going to do some fun stuff, too, as part of the finale. We're going to be bringing back our hashtag Beat Retro Game Score competition. Tim, we hope you play along, too. Yep, I'll be in. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's not a Sega game, I know, but I'm pretty sure uh, you'll yeah, do well in this game. Okay. Uh, so we, we did, and, you know, we had so much fun with the Life Force episode. We wanted, we want everyone to play, play along with this, especially because it's our finale. Um, so here are the rules. You play Super Mario Brothers with the original three lives. Uh, and you post your score after your game over or after you beat the game and, and uh, after 8-4. So we're only going to score the first loop again because I got cheated last time with all these right. loop issues in Life Force. <laughs> so I got to go do that again. Uh, when uh, you post your score, use hashtag BeatRetroGameGuys and at mention us too so that we see it. Um, tell us how your playthrough went. We'll share all of those stories and your scores in our next episode. And we hope that, um, or at least I hope that we can actually beat uh, some listeners mm-hmm. this time around. We failed miserably last time. Um, the top scorer is going to receive a $20 gift card to the console of your choice. Um, and we also want to know what Super Mario Brothers means to you. So feel free to share your memories of this game and not mention us. We're going to be asking for your memories all month on our socials. And I'm sure we'll be digging up and posting all kinds of Super Mario Brothers stuff. Um, and who knows, you know, if you think about this whole announcement around Alex Kid DX, maybe there'll be a Super Mario Brothers announcement a week after we start playing this game. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right knows. But yeah, huge game this time, guys. I hope we do it justice, like I said. Um, and, uh, Tim, one request for you, sir, mm, can mm. you get Shigeru Miyamoto for this episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. can, you, can you just I'll dial him up and tell him? Just, just, just let me, yeah, I'll call him up now. Yeah, that, <laughs> perfect. perfect. What, what right, time mate? is it in Japan right now? Can you just dial him up? <laughs> uh, it's two hours behind, so yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got to be yeah, awake. It is awake. all right guys uh i'm looking forward to that you know super mario brothers even though i was hashtag genesis household and atari 2600 never had an nes i've this is a game i played quite a bit back in the day my neighbor had it so i'm actually looking forward to playing you're gonna call your shot no i'm not calling my shot on this game (laughs) are you kidding me no rewinds (laughs) no rewinds on straight up mario brothers no i'm not gonna win this one but i'm gonna have fun with it at least i've never beaten this game yeah wait what really yeah i I played it a ton i just never I was just never one of these guys mm. who really uh, – I never made a point to beat this game. I just played the game enough to 
play the game. Play yeah. the game. Yeah. And I was never one of these guys who was like, oh, this is how you get 30, uh, you know, one-ups. You get this shell and you do this trick with the brick and you bounce 50 times. Don't tell Dustin <laughs> that trick. Yeah. It's like, right yeah, now. whatever. It's like, <laughs> I, can never, I can never nail that move. So I'm just going to play this one and hopefully I'll be able to, to beat it. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the... This is the game when people think of this home is the game. video games. This is the game. This is it. Yeah. So, there you go. I can't, I'm not going to say anything else, too, because like, I, I, I just want the episode to start now because this game is so important to me. Yeah. So many things I want to say, so <laughs> I'll excited. just stop here. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's wrap up with a recap of this month's Alex Kidd in Miracle World rankings. I'm giving the bonus to the guys who played it straight up. So that puts hmm. me in fourth place. Uh, I got Even though I got to level six using the rewind, I'm going to call it and say that I, I came in last. Uh, and in third, because uh, he was using his uh, emulator saves over there. So uh. I'm going <laughs> to give Alex third place on that as well. That's fine. And then, uh, so the second place would be Tim because he, he, right, he, yeah, he, showing. Get, <laughs> he didn't get yeah. as far as us. You got a couple levels behind Alex, but you did it straight up with no saves or anything. So I'm going to give you the second place on this one oh, this time. Oh, thank you. And you're the guest. So <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I like you more than Alex. So no. you get second. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's Aussie. It's, I think it's the accent. It's, it's very true. It's very yeah. true. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coming in first, once again, game. beating the game with this three live score of 65,400. Yeah. While drunk on beer. <laughs> While drunk on beer. <laughs> yeah. Liquid Courage got him there. Talking yeah. to Dustin on Zoom at the same time. It was, it was almost a, I almost was a streamer in that moment, right? Was talking right, right. Yeah. <laughs> literally can't do. I should have thrown you some coins or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for our Alex Kid in Miracle World episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to play paper, rock, scissors for some rice for the retro game guys. Zach, Alex, and our special guest, Sega Master Tim. I'm Dustin saying game on. Until next time, friends. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.